0: We hear from a lot of people who have been deeply wounded by parents, by family, by friends, by those in the church who claim to speak with God's voice. Deep wounds, physical, spiritual, emotional wounds. Sometimes there is an apology from the person who did the wounding, but sometimes that is just not enough. Does an apology mean we have to reconcile? Absolutely not. We're often made to feel guilty, but we know that sometimes. An apology is just not enough. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay?
1: Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts podcast. We're so glad you're here. My name is Robert Cottrell. I'm here as always with... Susan Cottrell. Yay! Yay! Don't forget to subscribe Woo-hoo! if you would. Go ahead and just, we'll wait. Okay. Thank you. Subscribe, share. It's okay. We'll wait. Okay, go ahead. And then support us if you'd like to. You can find out all the information on that at the website, freedarts.org, or on the Buzzsprout website as well. Uh, and also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, this is really important because it really helps with algorithms and stuff. If, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just go ahead and, and click that five stars right there and rate us, and that really makes a difference. It really, really does. Thank you so much. And please connect with us. And all we do, we have a lot of resources as well as vibrant community. If you're a part of the LGBTQ plus community, if you're a parent, if you're an ally, if you're a chosen family, we have lots of stuff for you. All of that is at freedhearts.org. And you can email us at hello, hello, at <laughs> hello, hello, at hello, lady. Sorry, it's my Jerry Lewis. I'm, boy, I'm dating every, every episode. I seem to date myself.
0: Um, and explain your jokes. <laughs> you should see the face I'm getting. <laughs>
1: okay. Connect with us at hello at freedhearts.org. Well, you know, we hear from a lot of people. We hear from a lot of people on a daily basis who have been deeply, deeply wounded by parents, by family, by friends, by those in the church who claim to speak with God's voice. And these are deep, deep wounds, physical, spiritual, emotional. And healing work needs to be done for the one who's been hurt, period. I mean, that's just, that's just a given. And we, we hope that, um, that you're getting that, and we're helping with that in any way that we can. Um, and sometimes, sometimes there is an apology that comes from the person who did the wounding, who did the offense against another human being you know what? Sometimes that is just not enough. It feels empty. It feels, I don't know, just not enough. We may not know why, and we're often made guilty that it's, quote, not enough. But we know, we just know in our hearts and our spirits that it's not enough. And today we want to kind of dig in and sort out what's actually going on here to help us us all move forward authentically And you want to start, right, by, you want to start by sharing a story.
0: Yeah, I want to share a story that um, my gay friend in Germany forwarded to me. And he was badly hurt, badly hurt. Hi, Thomas, by the way. (laughs) Shout out. He was badly hurt by the church and by his family, not embracing him as he is, which is gay, and not even recognizing why that's offensive or hurtful. He is a lovely person. He sure is. He, he really is, and he really gets to the heart of the matter. So yeah. <laughs> he said a friend emailed him with this subject line. There's hope, Thomas, with an attached article about a local bishop who wants the local gay community to know they're welcome back in the church and that they want to start treating them better now. Aww. Aww. <laughs> now, while this could sound hopeful on the surface, it is not It is glaring dysfunction. I'll tell you why. Thomas said, what many people don't realize, especially clergy, is that we're talking about a perpetrator-survivor story here. The Catholic Church, or any non-affirming church, is the perpetrator, and the entire LGBTQ community is the survivor.
1: You know, there's Um, just a little aside thing that just happened recently in in the news, and that's that the former pope— Benedict, I think. Yeah. Um, admitted that he lied in testimony during the child abuse handle. Yes. And so if it starts or if it's happening all the way up there. The top. Yeah. Then yeah. So yeah, it's just yeah. devastating.
0: It, so the LGBTQ community is the survivor in this situation. And remember that not all of them survived. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So I want to use a word picture here to help us get the absurdity of this bishop's on-the-surface hopeful offering that's not really hopeful. Let's use a different perpetrator-survivor scenario to show how it really feels to have this kind of words from the bishop, and I apologize at a time for using a potentially triggering word, R-A-P-E. I'm going to use that word a couple times, and I will be cussing. I won't apologize for that.
1: Not just cussing. Just you're going okay like to lay it, it. out there. I'm going to lay it out there. This is the big word. Yeah. Because this, this is, is the F words. It's not, it yeah. not fart. But again, okay. just be okay with that. It's, it's
0: all. <laughs> yeah. So this is um, based on Thomas's idea, and I kind of edited it myself. So imagine a man raped a girl when she was very young. He was a close friend of the family, and that event left her physically and psychologically devastated and stole her safety and her sense of well being from her. Decades later, The rapist gets her number and calls her. Hey, remember me? He says, yeah, I just wanted to let you know you're welcome back in my home anytime. Yes, that's what I said. And I want you to know, I'll treat you better this time. How does that sound? The woman might hang up immediately from shock or she might just let out a healthy, fuck you. Or she might even speak to him. She might say, what the fuck? After all these years, you call me and you say, I'd be welcome back. Are you out of your mind? Do you remember that you raped me? Do you know how many years I've suffered because of you? Do you even regret it, you piece of shit? And now you just expect me to come and have a nice visit with you? You're as fucked up as you ever were. Even for me to consider contact with you again, which I wouldn't, would require a deep apology, don't you think, as a place to start? And I'd also need to know that you deeply regret this, that you know you were wrong, and I would need some assurance that this would never happen again, not just to me, but to anyone. Did you correct this? Did you change the core of who you are that drove this behavior? Do you see what I mean? Anything less shows me that you do not grasp how badly you hurt me, you damaged me. Do your homework before you even think of a conversation like this again with anyone. Only then can we begin to talk about forgiveness, let alone coming back. Otherwise, fuck off. Now, if you're offended by the cussing, I think you missed the point.
1: Yeah, and sometimes, you know what, that, that word just is it, it's the it. right word. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thomas said, this whole thing is absurd, that they think they can come open their arms and say, you're all welcome back now, and we'll happily come running back to our perpetrator without any of the deep soul-searching on their part that needs to happen. And which is a classic, you know, abuse situation. Yeah. To me, that shows the magnitude of the problem and of the disconnect. For the bishop to think this is the answer shows that he is just dysfunctional and he's in a system of dysfunction. Otherwise, he'd see that what he's asking of this community is absurd. Thomas said, no, they have to do their homework first. The bishop, however kind he is, and whether he likes it or not, is still part of an institution that is rotten to the core. Mm. He is the pillar, one of the pillars holding this institution up. And remember, this institution denies women a voice, a voice that would really benefit them. And then they denied all the sexual abuse of children in their care Mm. and, in fact, protected the perpetrators. And before we go thinking we're not them because we're not Catholic, non-affirming Protestant churches also have an abysmal track record abysmal with women and with sexual abuse and with LGBTQ. So there's a lot not to go back for. In this
1: situation too, sometimes when we we're on the receiving end of that kind of quote, apology and invitation back, when we don't receive it with open arms, we're made to feel like we said earlier, we're made to feel like we're wrong. Like right. we're, we're the ones now being harsh.
0: Right. Please. But that's not how, Repentance works. It's not how reconciliation works that you just apologize because you, you know, probably your numbers may be down and it would be nice to have all those people back. So, no, that's not how any of this works.
1: So, Thomas continued.
0: Yeah, yeah he, he said, So, before we go into the, before we in the LGBTQ community or friends of the LGBTQ community who have left for the same reasons go running back in some kumbaya moment, the church as an institution, from the Pope on down, in a very public way, <laughs> needs to apologize and show deep remorse and regret and even offer reparation in some form. Mm-hmm. You know that the Catholic Church decentralized during all these child molestation cases to limit reparation, did you know that? To
1: limit liability, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. limit liability, that's right. And at the very least, Thomas continued- Financial
1: the, liability, by the way. Right,
0: right, so they don't have to pay damages. Because they're not as big as they say they are. <laughs> and at the very least, Thomas continued, they must correct their teachings before they approach us. Either remove the paragraph from their books condemning sexuality, oh, homosexuality, goodness. well, and sexuality, yes. you know, that paragraph, whatever that's still there, or rewrite it to include us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he said, that's the way it works before you can even begin to think about forgiveness. But Even if they do that, they'll never get me back, he said. You know, I think that's
1: fair. I mean, I think that's fair. Yes. I mean, there's so there's such a focus on the institution here in this situation, or protecting the quote, bigger picture of the church, the local church, the institution, the family, whatever. Yeah. That there's a complete lack of understanding of the damage that they've caused people that are subject to that institution or that family. Yes. You know, as It's like your physician heal thyself. Set aside your judgment of people, like LGBTQ people, whom you don't even understand. Instead, recognize your own deeply entrenched systemic dysfunction that has devastated countless people.
0: Yes, do your own hard work, the soul-searching. Process the deep regret for the damage you've caused in whatever way you've participated in it. Own it. Apologize for it. Make reparations. Don't just breeze past all that and say you can come back now. We'll be nicer. You need to do the painful work of seeking forgiveness of those you harmed and own up to your transgressions, your own sins. People may wonder why this is so big or hard or why it's connected. Why we make the analogy of being of child molesting um, or any molesting? But I remember when I was a kid, there was a, a child molester in the neighborhood. And I loathed him um, because I knew what he was doing was not right. I don't think he molested me. I don't remember that. But I knew there were boys in the neighborhood he was molesting and girls. And I thought, man, if I could see him today, I'm sure he's dead now. But if I could see him, I would in no way want to see him or reconcile with him at all. But I would, (laughs) if I had a chance, tell him what an awful awful damaging thing he's done and how devastating his actions were. And I think that's what the seriousness here is not understood by clergy that have participated. Remember the movie, was it Spotlight? Is that the name of it?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. finding
0: out with Amy Adams about the the child molesting priests. And they're like, "Um, you know, it happened to me when I was a boy. So it's like... That's what you do. I mean, they have no concept of the damage with child molesting. And they also have no concept of the damage with LGBT. And that is the thing that needs to be, they need to understand. They're not stupid people. They need to do their work to come to understand why this is such a a hard issue and why they're doing it so badly.
1: And stop diminishing the, the negative impact. Stop diminishing the damage right. that this has done spiritually, emotionally.
0: Physically. All, physically, all kinds way. of things. Yeah.
1: That's right. That's I exactly mean,
0: spiritually, right. uh, you know, this, this is a picture of God. This person right. represents God. Or, are you kidding me? Right. So Thomas said, my brother in 2017 decided he wanted a better relationship with me. After years of being a jerk towards me, making me feel horrible about being gay, he said to me as we sat in his car one afternoon, you know, I just want bygones to be bygones and to move past this. And Thomas said, at the time, I was moved and I welcomed this step. Yeah, as you do. But afterwards, I realized he never actually once admitted he was wrong or hurtful or owned up to the awful things he said and did. And it always bothered me. Well, yeah, it bothers you because we're so bad as a culture at really admitting when we've egregiously hurt someone, even recognizing it. But you're not wrong if you don't just embrace someone's, oh, let's move past this old buddy, old pal with no admission of pain caused or damage done. That is not healing. That is not reconciliation. Yeah.
1: And that's, I think, the distinction here. And that's where we want to kind of you know, so so what do we do when we're in this situation? And you can forgive somebody for your own peace. Right. If someone gives you an apology, you can forgive for your own peace and well-being.
0: Or even if they don't, you yeah. can forgive I mean,
1: that, that's right. That's right. For
0: your for your own peace and, and that's well-being. An excellent
1: point. Yes. But to reconcile the relationship is a different conversation. Yeah. Completely different conversation. Don't get those things. Mixed up. To reconcile requires admission of a wrongdoing, apologizing, even making amends. Do not be, you know, guilted into, well, you should be over it. No, you shouldn't be over it. You shouldn't be over it. You know, they should be over their own ego that keeps them from admitting that they were wrong and apologizing.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. And whether you're LGBTQ in a heteronormative culture or a black person or other person of color in a white dominant culture, or a woman in a patriarchal culture, you are not the one who needs to bend Amen. to accommodate. And they're, they're invariably, we're invariably the ones asked to do so. No, it's the perpetrator who needs to make the move, the person up power from us.
1: A real move.
0: A real move, an admission of wrong and harm caused and an apology and reparation before reconciliation is on the table. First things first, the big pieces first. Then after all that, we can talk about reconciliation or not. But it's like asking the kid who's been beaten up to forgive the kid who beat him up with nothing happening to that kid. If an interaction, you know, around this with someone who's hurt you feels incomplete, it probably is. If it feels disingenuous, it probably is. And if you feel like you need to pause any reconciliation efforts, you probably do. This is not on you. And when the marginalized communities who've been pushed to the margins are told they're too demanding and they should take it, the hand offered to them, that's wrong. That's conditioned, a conditioned response. The over-apologizing is a conditioned response. No, it's the dominant culture who've had the run of the playground for a very long time. Yeah who never learn to apologize, they're the ones who need to apologize. This is not on you.
1: It's like they want to keep this when even they do take a step of apology. They want to, especially the institutions or the family, and the institutions could be the local, your local independent church or, or the bigger church. Yeah. But even when they take the step to apologize, it's almost like they want to keep it just between us.
0: Shh. Yes,
1: yes and that's probably a pretty red flag that they're just trying to move on from this yes. instead of making systemic changes if their hearts were moved really moved that they were wrong they would and they never understood
0: the gravity of what they've right, done
1: they would never ever 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 want this to happen to somebody again and so that takes big changes within the family within the church within the institution and if they're not willing to make this this public you know, admission and remorse and change, then there's probably something else at play here. They just want to appease you and have this just shh, stay quiet.
0: No, it's true. And I think it it reflects on, you know, I don't want to see myself as a bad person, so I'm going to apologize and reconcile, but, but really sweep it under the rug, you know, move past it quickly instead of really having a, a come to Jesus moment, so to speak. <laughs> so, you know, and I want to encourage you listeners, to do your own healing work for your own sake, but don't take on false reconciliation to keep the peace. This is not on you. This is not on you. Do not be shoved, guilted, tricked into reconciliation or letting bygones be bygones in order to maintain the status quo, to let the quo remain standing. In other words, to reinforce the system of abuse and allow it to remain. No, that's not what we're going to do here. Yeah, because this, you know, this because people are often
1: guilted into forgiving people or accepting an apology because, well, that's the loving thing to do, and, and that's just, oh man, it's it's and, the wrong way around. This, yeah, this this it's not. I mean, to, to love others, I guess, means to hold them accountable, right? For, I mean, to, to instead of saying, okay, I just, you know, okay, I, uh, you all know, right, I forgive you.
0: Yeah, for the harm done, for the harm done.
1: Because it's, you know, it's often used as a weapon, like you just said, you to keep things as they are with no real change, but we're not going to do that. Right. We're not going to buy that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Forgiveness is, is used as a weapon to keep, keep things the same, and that we don't want things the same. We don't want this happening to other people. Yeah. Remember that to love someone as they are, it, that to love someone is to accept them as they are with room for who they may become. And that includes accepting them as they reveal themselves to be.
1: Can you say that again? Because that's something that we, I think, is so powerful. Is, you know, people, yeah, and
0: misunderstood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know,
1: someone shows you who they are, believe them.
0: Yes. So if they show themselves to be abusive.
1: Or, or unrepentant.
0: Yes. So let's just start with abusive. Then you, to love them, to accept them as they are, is to say, yep, they're abusive. I'm not going to trust them. Or they apologize in a kind of superficial way. To love them is to say, you know, I hear that, but that's insufficient. It's great, but that's insufficient. Yeah. We need to have some big changes. Accept them as they are revealing themselves to be. That's so powerful. Which is not changed, not repentant, not making reparations. You don't have to reconcile with unrepentant or unchanged people say
1: that again you don't have to reconcile we talked earlier about yeah. the difference between you know uh receiving and or forgiving someone
0: which is for your own
1: benefit which is for your own benefit and reconciling those are two very right. different which things. is
0: resuming or starting anew some kind of relationship and that you are not obligated to do that at all if you do it it's a choice and it's a choice based on you feeling safe, and protected, not based on guilt or keeping things in place the way they, you know, maintaining peace. It's not maintaining peace. And sometimes when an apology is not enough is when it
1: there's this added guilt or, or pressure to reconcile. Yes. And again, you don't have to reconcile with unrepentant or unchanged people. You don't have to trust untrustworthy people. That's what it means to accept them as they are. You know, folks are going to show you who they are.
0: Yeah. And you need to believe them. You need to believe them. Yeah. Oh, we well, love you so much. Yeah. We really do. You know,
1: self-care. We talked last week about self-care, and this is more self-care. And it means caring for yourself. And you know, that not that's that, good for everybody. That's good for everybody. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, what you deserve. We love you. Oh, we love you. Always, always, always. Yeah. That's Nothing. why we
0: uh, yeah I keep showing up with such passion. Because <laughs> 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 we want to be there for you and protect you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Please okay. do
0: connect with us. We love yes. you very much. All right. See, See you, you next time. time. Bye. Bye would it be okay if i were to tell you that i am afraid someday so i call you up and you call me down would it be okay
1: you've been listening to the freed hearts podcast we have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www dot freedhearts.org just come say hello and if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast things you'd like us to talk about reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org the music is provided by hannah cuttrell our daughter the grammy nominated saint sinner and you can find out more about her at hey saint
0: please share this subscribe and follow on your favorite platform and thanks for listening